hey and welcome to my first podcast of in the parenthood um hoping that you like this recording where i interview my husband about all things parenthood and what it's done to our relationship and to him as a man uh enjoy and if you want to get in touch feel free to join the facebook group of the same name in the parenthood parenthood being two words Um, And if you want to be interviewed, then definitely hit me up. That would be great. So here we are and enjoy. Talk to me about something. Like what? I just want to try out if it can pick up your voice when we're just having a conversation. Oh, yeah. No probably working just what we're talking about which is a whole lot of not fucking much except uh, that dog's really fucking annoying now it's going to sound great on the uh, audio I think it does pick up quite a lot of background noise yeah right. so yeah all the kids are in there you can give it a go on the headphones and see how it goes with the microphone mm, with the microphone That's I know when you call you the um Speaker is rubbish. Background noise is louder than your voice. So why do I need to use the microphone? I don't know if it's when you use the speaker on your phone or when you use the headphones. Oh, you always say it when I'm using my headphones. Yeah, all right, your headphones are rubbish. That okay. is so annoying. Okay, so I'm sat at our kitchen table with my husband. I'm getting ready to have a chat to him about how he finds some equilibrium with parenthood and individuality and he's giving me a look. (laughs) I've used big words. Um, So Michael's going to tell us how long have you been a parent for? Nearly uh, 11 years now. (laughs) All right. Tell me. Tell you what? Tell me about becoming a parent. What was the moment you realised, shit, I'm a parent now? Oh, jeez. I should mention that we're a glass and a half in now and he looks a little bit sketchy. <laughs> and I gave him absolutely no pre-warning on what this would be about. I just said, we're going to make a podcast, sat down, hit record, and here we are. So the moment that you realised, holy shit, I'm a parent and it's not just about me anymore. Was it pre-birth or after birth? I think it was definitely pre-birth. I think it was probably the um, first alludings to it. Mm. Were probably, you know, I think it was Valentine's Day and uh, we were doing a tour of uh, Gosford Hospital. It was very it was romantic. Just, uh, very romantic. That it was uh, just a bit of, yeah, so this is it now. Everything's... Uh, Gonna have an extra person to consider in in all of the things. In all of the things. So, um, for those of you who don't know us, we have three children, uh, and Michael and I met 
for the second time when I was 20 weeks pregnant with our eldest boy, Thomas. Um, so Thomas is not biologically Michael's, but of course, given that we were together when he was born, um, you know, we've, we've raised him as a, as a couple and as a family. So I guess with that in mind, it's a pretty big decision on your part. It's not like I came home from work one day and said, guess what, honey, I'm pregnant. You um, walked into it with your eyes wide open. Yeah, very much so. As much as your eyes can be open to being a parent before you are a parent. Mm. It's, um, it's one of those things that you never truly understand until you're, until you're doing it. So... Was there, what was the point where you realised, okay, I'm a dad now and this is really fun, but uh, I miss elements of being Michael? How long did that take? A couple of months, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was there a... A moment where you wanted to do something and it just I didn't happen. I don't really remember a lot of details about it. Yeah, well, it's eleven but years I, is a long time. It is a long time, but I remember having a day off work because uh, the the long pause doesn't work very well on a podcast. No, yeah. but you can edit that out. <laughs> Let's not get carried away with my editing skills just yet. <laughs> no, so I didn't take a day off work. I think it was on the weekend and I had something planned and uh, it was just as simple as you had something more important planned. Something for the baby? I can't even remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Hmm. Thank you, my... No, it wouldn't have been a doctor's visit or anything like that because it was the weekend. But, um, I remember sitting at home with uh, with Tom and the playing with him in the jolly jumper, and that was you know it's kind of cool. He was just starting to learn how to bounce. He uh, promptly did his best Tigger impersonation for quite a while after that. But um, I remember just sitting there thinking, yeah, this isn't how I planned my day to go. Mm, no, I remember what you're talking about because you sent me a video. Mm. Uh, I had returned to uni. There you go. And he was, he was not very old at all. He would have been maybe three months old. I went back in the semester two and he had been born in March. And I had to go to uni just for one day and the other subjects were online. So I had to do an introductory day. And you took the day off work to man the fort. Yeah, it was a day off work, not the weekend. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember that very clearly. And I came home with very sore engorged boobs and a grumpy baby because he wouldn't take the bottle for the day. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was, was really shortly after day. the uh, playing in the jelly jumper. <laughs> and that was the moment where I realised it's uh, too soon for an exclusively breastfed baby and I extended my my leave mm. Mm. all right so now that we're um outnumbered by our spawn and there's one and a half children each 
is what does Michael look net like now compared to what Michael looked like before? See, when you have one child, you think it's hard. And when you have two children, you think, geez, this is hard. And then you have three children, and you think, shit, having one kid was really easy. <laughs> yep. Um, I think by the time you have three kids, your children uh, are no longer a part of your life. They, they define your life. I go to work, and I do stuff with the kids. There's very little, little time left for the things I like to do. So you make time for it. You still mm, have to do. What do you things. sacrifice to make Michael time? I think he usually ends up being cleaning the house and all the chores and think all the things that you think, geez, I really should do that, but nah. <laughs> Yes, yes, I do know exactly <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> All right, so um, in terms of Michael time, what's your number one go-to? I think on the um, the average night, we watch a bit of TV for an hour or so before bed, but I wouldn't really call that Michael time. It's uh, more like that's Michael... Or Michael can be bothered doing time. Hang on. Okay, sorry, we're back on. We just had a little five-year-old. Uh, sorry, I just hit pause. <laughs> okay, we just had a little five-year-old interruption. He's on the hunt for cake, aren't we all? Uh, sorry, what were we saying? What do you do for downtime? My downtime. Talking about watching TV on here, the end of the night, but um, is that sort of just you know you, I suppose, just relaxing at the end of the day, or would you say that that is Michael time? It's absolutely not Michael time. As I said, it's it's all Michael could be bothered to do time. Yeah, so I don't think that's the same thing. No, usually don't get to it till about nine o'clock. Maybe even 10. Yeah, well, you know, it's 8.25 now and our three kids have been banished to the back room before Mummy and Daddy finish too much of the champagne that Mummy cracked. So <laughs> we can do this. Um, Champagne's not an every night thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a Thursday night thing. Yeah. Um, okay, so what about the, the true Michael things? Do you, do you have a, an example we, of what uh, you do? We usually go swimming on a Saturday morning. Well, the kids go to swimming lessons. Oh, I love that. Um, I've always loved swimming, water, those sort of things. Um, I've also, in the last couple of years, as a search for a new hobby that I can do in the middle of the night, because it's about the only time I do get to myself, I've taken up model painting. But uh, downside to that is it takes a bit of concentration, so when you've had enough at the end of the day it's not a fantastic hobby to pick up but I do quite like it hmm so your me time is in the twilight yeah it's usually about the only time I get up in the morning get the kids ready for school drop them off half the time or I get up early and zoom off to work uh, zoom yeah in your Toyota. 
We, we don't have a Mazda. <laughs> Something else? Have kids? You uh... have the cheapest, worst car in the parking lot at work. Yeah, I All think, the I think my car off, has the least sticks. amount of paint out of everyone in the parking lot. <laughs> and I spend half my day whinging at the moment because the car leaks and smells like a sewage tank. Mm. But, uh... <sighs> but, you know, your wallet is empty, you but are... your heart is full. I remember seeing a, a little thing on Facebook by a guy named Dad Mum explains about the car and the family. You should look it up. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, but I don't have the sexy sports car or the, sex, the sexy SUV that <laughs> I drive all the kids around when you have the little shitty little Mirage or whatever it was. You used to, though. <laughs> yeah, and then we had a third kid and had to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we both got shit boxes. <laughs> you just got a big shit box. But I box. have a big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, do you get enough me time? Oh. Most of the time. Yes and no. How has becoming a dad affected your relationships? And not just with me, but with everybody? Well, I lived with my mum before I was a dad. You so, lived with your mum when you became a dad. So that ended fairly quickly, as you, as you could imagine. Oh, I was there, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I very much don't see her very much anymore. Um, Do you think it's because of the geography? She lives... Yeah, she has moved a long way. Uh, you know, about 100 kilometres I think it away. also doesn't help that you don't really like her much. But that's a mother-in-law thing. I think that's pretty common. Um, I think with my friends, we had kids a lot younger than the rest of my uh, friendship circle. So your mate that wants to bring his kids along to the house party. Mm. Yeah, it's not so cool no more. I think that didn't... Uh, yeah, that didn't help, did it? Didn't help. What about um, your relationship with your BFF? Yeah, I think that um, that's continued on for quite a long time. I think uh, over the last couple of years, it's geography's played a big part in the in the reduction of our relationship. He just lives uh, lives in Sydney and we live in Newcastle. We still keep in contact a little bit, but um, yeah. Mm, but it's difficult, isn't it? Like when we um, when we get together, it tends to be him that comes to our place for you know for a couple of nights. And I think it was the time before last he came over and he said, you know, coming to our place is a bit like. Uh, what he remembers visiting his grandparents to be like, which was really, <laughs> really great, um, you know, because we spend our days not entertaining the kids but interacting with the kids and he was kind of like just an extra kid, wasn't he? Like, you know, we had we we did painting and we baked with the kids and all that sort of stuff and he was just around for that. Um, so I, I'm still in two minds about whether or not that was a compliment because <laughs> I loved hanging out with my grandparents when I was little. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. 
but it's definitely you know it's difficult to maintain a a close relationship with somebody I think when they have such a different lifestyle like like you said like our your life revolves around going to work and looking after the children and his revolves around going to work going to work going and to work some more yeah and <laughs> any free time he gets is purely his whereas we have three other people to well you know four other people to consider i guess we tend to put ourselves last yeah but we've uh yeah we've made other friends yeah we have we spend a lot more time with nowadays and you know they've all mostly got kids like they've all pretty much everyone we've made friends in the last couple of years all had kids yeah, and I think there. that was a, a conscious choice, though, wasn't it, to go out and intentionally meet people? I think when when you've got three kids and your life is largely occupied by them, when you go out with people who don't have kids, they get sick of you talking about your kids. Or but, watching the clock to when you have to go and pick up your kids. Yeah, or getting interrupted by your kids when you're you know trying to have a chat about something whatever. apart from your kids. <laughs> The kids come up and ask for cake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah, yeah. So, do you like being a dad? Most days. What do you like about it? It's put me on the spot a bit. I said yes without even thinking about, about why. Yeah, see, it's just the, the stock standard answer. You can't actually admit that you don't like being a parent, can you? No, you can't say no. Which is why no one ever tells you how hard it is, because you can't say you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you have to separate the the role of being a father um, from, you know, the the way you feel about your children. Do you enjoy being a father? As well, in, not necessarily enjoy a father, but parenting your children as opposed to. I mean, obviously, we, we love our children as individuals, but do you enjoy the role of, of parenting as a, as a job, I suppose? Mm. At, at times, but I think it's uh, a lot of it is a lot of hard work. Um, but at the same time, kids can be a lot of fun. Hmm. You've just got to I suppose make, the, it, make it what you want it to be. You know, we, we both work long hours and by the time we get the opportunity to spend time together as a family, it's usually fairly limited. You know, it's usually at the end of the long day. There's always one child who's tired or we're trying to keep awake or having a tantrum. I think the, you know, the family time that we do get of a weekend or whatever that is true quality time, I think we all really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the everyday grind, you know, me trying to get the, the washing done and you, you know, unpacking the dishwasher and us arguing with the kids to empty their backpacks and quick get in the shower, all that stuff. I mean, I... I think I would struggle to find anyone who would enjoy those grimy parts of parenthood. But, you know, when you go to the park with the, on the weekend and you get to, you know, go down the big slide and sitting on your lap, 
So. Yeah, and you come out the other end with ringing in your ears because they scream so loud. Those tunnel slides are fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, how has your relationship with yourself changed? <laughs> no, I'm glad that this isn't a visual because there's some uh, there's some pretty rude hand gestures happening right now. I said, you know, in relation to parenthood, not in relation to your wife who is busy rearing the children <laughs> and no longer at your beck and call. Although that is obviously part of um, parenthood as well, isn't it? That you're not number one anymore. Yeah. And for someone who, for a, a relationship that started the way ours did, it's quite abrupt. <laughs> well, I mean, we got together on the 20th of October, and I only remember that because we got married eventually on our anniversary of our first date. Um, so we got together on the 20th of October, and we moved in together on the 1st of January. And then we had our son on the 13th of March. So it was less than five months into the relationship that we had a baby. Yep. So do you think if our son one day comes home and says, I have met the one, <laughs> she's <laughs> all the things I'm looking for, and she's pregnant. Uh, I mean, you and I have talked about a lot of times where your mum was fairly diplomatic for her. Like she, you know, she did ask some fairly insightful questions about whether or not you were doing the right thing pursuing me. But now that the shoe's on the other foot and you sort of, you know, 11 years into it, what do you think you would say to a, a son of yours who came home and said the same thing? It's a big question. Yeah, it is a big. Now, you, you have immunity. Run. run. <laughs> is it? Uh, is it what you expected? I'd. No, I wouldn't tell him to run. But I'd try and make sure he went in with his eyes open. Did you go in with your eyes open? I think they were open, but I had some sunnies on or something. <laughs> <laughs> so what? What were the sunglasses glaring out? Mm, just, Was there uh, an aspect of how he changed our, his existence changed our relationship that you weren't anticipating? I suppose it's um, something I, I notice even now when you talk to people who are about to have kids. I remember talking to someone who was going to have twins and she said, said to me that I'm going to be a good parent and the twins are not going to change my life. I'm going to live my life exactly as I live now. And I remember just laughing because when you're, you're not a parent, you don't understand. You do think they're going to slot in, don't you? Yeah, you don't understand how they're not going to slot into your life and that if you try and live your life the way you were, it's just going to be so hard. Mm. It's just For who? Gonna... 
<laughs> for your partner <laughs> who's looking <laughs> after the kid. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose if you're just not gonna not gonna parent, then <laughs> yeah, it probably would be easy. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, going back to um, what? How is the Michael now compared to the Michael before? How has having children fundamentally changed you, not just as a parent but as a person? I think you'd be better to answer that question than me. Well, I'm not you. <laughs> uh, definitely a lot more mature. And a lot of... I think with every new experience, you get to know yourself better. I always, uh, before having kids, always considered myself a fairly mellow person that was not easily... I didn't easily get cranky or angered, <laughs> but uh, as kids get older, by the time they're, you know, maybe five, four or five, they, they work out where those buttons are. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny that you... They, they think it's funny to make you cranky. <laughs> <laughs> See, your cranky is not really that cranky, though. Like, my cranky is like psychotic bitch from hell and everybody ducks for cover, whereas yeah, when you're when cranky... you get cranky, I try and go out. <laughs> Even if you're not cranky with me, it's scary. <laughs> but your cranky is just kind of a, a couple of deep breaths and, you know, the very rare occasion might be a slightly raised voice. Hmm. So the big ticket question that I have to ask you, and this is... Um, not a trick question, but one that I would genuinely like a, an honest answer to. If I magically produced the blue pill and the red pill, would you want to, you know, continue on the way we are or would you want to try out the alternate universe with our children? Take the other pill with me, try it out, and come back again. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that movie um, called The Family Man with Nicolas Cage? I have. It's your favourite movie. Of course yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it for like 10 years. Oh. <laughs> I love that movie. So Nicolas Cage is, you know, this um, rich financier and uh, he has left his college girlfriend and gone on to make his millions and live a very rich life with a fancy Ferrari and, you know, uh, living in a sky rise and etc. Um, and then a guy comes up to him one day and offers him a glimpse into what his life would have been had he made the effort with the, with the ex-girlfriend and he wakes up the next morning in a bed covered in, you know, a dog and kids feet in his face and that kind of, that kind of thing, you know, much like our lives now, Michael. <laughs> Dogs sleep in the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but then obviously by the end of the film, after he's had his couple of months as, you know, the dad figure, he realises what he has missed and, you know, regrets having made the decisions he's made. So what if you had that opportunity can you imagine you going into the, the rich man life and not wanting to return to us? 
This is yeah. not a trick question. Free pass. Free pass. <laughs> no, I um, I can honestly say I'm happier as a family man than I was as a single man. Mm. Yeah. Quite like it. It's a lot of work, but uh, most good things in life are. <laughs> All right. I think we're just about out of time, so thank you for letting me pick your brain. And I think that it's, you know, part of our, part of what makes our relationship great is that I am comfortable in asking you the big questions and you just happily off the cuff answer them regardless of, you know, where we are, when we are. Our kids are murdering each other in the next room. We're out here having these deep conversations to entertain other people. There's yep. lots of nodding. <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing. And now I'm going to go and cut up that cake for our five-year-old. <laughs> okay. And probably the rest too. Yeah. Do you think we'll go five ways? No. <laughs> See? Parents. Parents. That's yeah. going to go three ways. Gonna go three ways, but only because Mummy's been eating it very slowly out of the fridge over the last few days. <laughs> okay, all right. So this has been in the parenthood. Um, I'm Lisa, and I hope you catch us for the next episode. And I'm still waiting to rope one of my friends into doing this. I'm hoping for a mum next time. Um, I already have someone in mind, but I'm hoping that she says yes, yes when I mention it to her. Um, so go and have a, a great day and I'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>